Welcome to Abe's Front Porch Talk. Hope you guys are doing good tonight. How are y'all liking the lockdown? I'm not liking it. And I know if I'm not liking it, I know you guys are not either. But, you know, it's just life. That's all we can do. Until they get this virus taken care of and under control. And, you know, don't worry about if they never do find a cure for this virus because I believe it could just be one of those viruses that's got to run its course. It, it's just something it's just going to have to be and it's just going to have to be done like that for right now. And if it comes back, it comes back and it may just have to run a course. It's just going to be one of those things. And then hopefully it'll just disappear and won't never come back again. So all we can do is just hope for the best and hunker down. But let this be a lesson to a lot of us what's going on and what could actually happen and not to get taking things for granted anymore. But you know, um, there was a pandemic back in 1918 called the Spanish Flu. So, on this Spanish Flu, I want to read you something here. And it says, The Spanish Flu, also known as the 1918 Flu Pandemic, was an unusually deadly influenza pandemic, lasting from January 1918 to December 1920. It infected 500 million people, about a quarter of the world's population at the time. The death toll is estimated to have been anywhere from 17 million to 50 million, and possibly, sorry, I can't talk, and possibly as high as 100 million, making it one of the deadliest pandemics in human history. 500 million people's a lot. And, you know, I'm wondering with this coronavirus now if it's going to be as bad as the Spanish flu is or, or not worse. This is going to be a hard thing to see. Right now, I can't just give you numbers of how many deaths I think has already been by what you just see on TV. And um, I know it's up in the hundreds of thousands, I believe, or they're expecting it to get that high. But, you know, this is also saying, in 1918, this went on for two years to December of 1920. And this virus could go on for two years. It may could go on for three years, and it would be something we just have to get used to and have to start living life this way until it just clears out or there is a cure. I don't like the fact of having to be on lockdown because of the virus, you know, but we may end up in another Great Depression. I don't know. I'm not saying we would, and we're not saying that won't. But during the time of the Spanish flu, it was so bad.
because during that time frame, you didn't have pharmacists on every corner. Grocery stores didn't have a pharmacist in them. And if they did, I think it was rare. And doctors made house calls during that time. So, you got to go back a hundred years. And in these 100 years, look at the changes that's come along with manufacturing plants, more retailers, and look how far people live from each other compared to today, 100 years later. Now, in 1918, you had to come up with your own home remedies, and people were having to Treat the Spanish flu the best way they knew how through home remedies, probably. They also had to figure out how to contact the doctor and get the doctor to the house to make the house call if somebody had it that was so sick because you couldn't just set up an appointment to go to their office. And I imagine you could at some time, but when doctors made house calls late during the night, you see what I'm saying for an example? They come to you. And if you live 10 miles away from someone, it could probably, horse and buggy, let's say for example, might took them 30 minutes to get to you in a 10 minute period. So, it, it was a hard thing back then. People didn't have telephones to go and get help either. So, and if you did have a telephone, you was considered rich because only the rich could have stuff like that. And it may have been rare for the poor people to have a phone. So, it's no telling how far a family member would have to go just to get help to see if they could find a doctor to send word for the doctor to come to the house then. This could be one reason why the Spanish flu was so bad 100 years ago. They didn't have the technology like we do today either. Or the modern day medicine. It was something they had to figure out and how to treat this. And if you had five people with the Spanish flu and there was only one doctor in that town, it was hard for that one doctor just to get to five people at that house call. So, nowadays, we can just call a doctor's office, set up an appointment, and drive ourselves. And they can see multiple people in an office compared to how many house calls they had to make. Now, another thing, people lived off the land. So they had food, and people knew how to live off the land of the crops they growed. Plus, they also, when they worked the garden and farmed and stuff, in the summertime, they canned. Tomatoes come in, they canned tomatoes. They canned potatoes. They, they done all this canning. Even okra. They took okra they grew and canned okra. 
so they had all this food stocked up for them to survive on, even through sickness like your codes, anything that you could think of, it was there. And I imagine even when winter got rough, the food supply started running low. And that food supply must have lasted them till spring of the year. So they knew how much to can, how much to eat. And this is a different time frame now, 100 years later, where we trust in going to the grocery stores and all these major retailers to get everything we need, all of our supplies. So all those... Um, all those supplies we need, like our groceries and stuff at the major retailers that we can run and get. If we don't know how to do a garden and do one like they did a hundred years ago, we will end up dying. We will perish. We'll starve. Because a lot of people's not taught how to do this. They've got so modern day uh, so modernized in today's society. That you always have these big major retailers. Well, look at the pandemic that's going on and look what's happening. So, think about this. What happens if our retailers start shutting down? What happens if the grocery stores are no more? Would you know how to survive off of a garden and how to can your vegetables for a whole year? Just to survive? day after day, and how much can you can and put back? You can put back green beans. You can... I remember seeing my family get in the kitchen growing up in the 90s and canning the, from the garden. They would take everything they could find in the garden and can it. And that's what basically lived off of. You know, we had our grocery store. We went and got our meats at the grocery store. But if my family had it their way, they would go straight to the slaughterhouse and get the meats or raise their own hogs or cattle and do it that way. And even if you had room for it, you know, not everybody's got room for stuff like that. But that's fine too if you don't. But the point is, to it, could you go back into those times and live and do all these things? Have your own hog to slaughter for your bacon and sausage, your own cattle for the meats that you like. I hope we never have to go back in those time frames because to be honest, I don't think I could kill an animal. I would be a vegetarian. And it's something that I cannot look at the animal and say, hey, what about you on my supper table tonight? It's the look and it, I just can't do it. I have to have someone else to do it for me. But I couldn't. And there's probably a lot of people like me that could not do it. But I guess it also depends on how hungry you get. And that may make a difference. I don't know. 
And I hope it never comes to that. But got to think, what did our family do a hundred years ago during this time frame of the Spanish flu and how did they take care of themselves when there wasn't a cure for it back then like it is now? How do you think people felt in the days of depression when they had to grow up in the Great Depression? What if we end up in a Great Depression? Could you survive? Could you get your hands dirty and work in the garden and the fields? Things that you always thought was a myth to do that the farmers and the country folks would do back then that the city folks would not do. And people says it was a myth and you ain't supposed to do this. I don't know why I just said that word for. Sorry, anybody that's listening, especially those of you who speaks proper English. I do not speak proper English. But those of you who... Um, don't like the word ain't. I'm sorry I just said that. I heard it. I tried not to say it. That's one reason why I do a lot of pauses in my podcast because thoughts are running through my mind so quickly and these words will just pop right on out before I know it and I have to catch myself and try to think, no, that's not a good way of saying. Try to figure out another word. But Getting back to where I was, the myths of things people always thought, you can't do that, you can't do this, that was a myth. We may end up having to go back through this. You may learn through this lockdown, if they cannot find a cure or this virus does not go away, you may end up figuring out some old home remedies from your family way back when, how they used to treat colds and flus that we call a myth today, it's wrong. That you can't get your antibiotics off the shelves and stuff. But you'll remember what your family done a long time ago that you'll try to use that and it would help. And you'll be like, I thought this was a myth and you'll realize this was not a myth. But it's going to take you to get your hands dirty. And a lot of people don't have well water anymore. A lot of people doesn't have wells where they can just go out in their own yard and put a bucket down in the well and draw their water if it needs to come to that. A lot of people's gone to the city and county water now and covered up the wells. And those of you that don't realize in a lot of these cities and subdivisions now, they don't have wells. They covered all of that up for these subdivisions. Or they never even had a well on the land because it was just farmland. But they built subdivisions in there and hooked you up to the city water. Or that county, wherever the subdivisions are, city or county. And that's all you have running. But if that water is turned off, where would you go to get your water? 
where would you go for this stuff? And you couldn't go to a retailer and buy a bottle of water for they won't have bottled water. Could you go to a spring and get your water? Could you go down to the creek or the river if it came to it? You can boil the water from the creek and river if need to. And I've always heard if you boil that water, it sterilizes the water. Now that's just something I've heard. I'm not saying do it or anything. I'm just saying that's something I've heard. And I've seen it done many times with, you know, my own family and close friends. I've seen it done. So, and they've drank it too. <laughs> but anyways, my whole point to this the Spanish flu affected 500 million people. And the death toll was 17 to 50 million. That is a high number and a possibly as high as 100 million. So if this coronavirus kills the same amount of people that the Spanish flu did, Back in 1918. And it lasted for two years. So this must have been a two-year period of the people it affected. My question is, how many children was involved? And when I say children, I'm talking about infants as well. How many of the 100 million people between the 17 to 50 as possibly to 100 were children of these people? Worldwide. This was a worldwide pandemic back then. And how long did it take for the doctor to reach the people's homes? Hospitals had to be full. They didn't have the machines in the hospitals like they do today for this virus. The Spanish flu was so bad that people had to do like we're doing today. But eventually it went away. They found a cure for it. I believe the Spanish flu still does exist today. But we just call it the flu now. And there's so many different types of the flu virus. That's why you have flu shots. But this is a different virus we're fooling with. And who's to say that the coronavirus will not do like the Spanish flu? It could do exactly the same amount of numbers if not more. And they say in today's time, 100 years later from 1918 to 2020, there are more people in the world than it was back then. So who's to say the number of this coronavirus doesn't make that rise and this becomes one of the worst pandemics ever in human history, like the Spanish flu. Who's to say the coronavirus will outdo the Spanish flu, and people will talk about this for years and generations after generations to come.
Please be safe. And hopefully all of this will be over soon. Hopefully during this lockdown that we're all in and keeping our distance from one another will help stop this virus from spreading. But if it gets worse, just hang in there. Don't get upset. Just let it run its course. It's nothing we can do about it. Doctors and scientists are working, and this is something it's totally out of everybody's control. They can work, try to find a cure, and try to help and do what they can, but that's all they can do. Make suggestions on how to keep yourself clean and clear from it and to protect yourself and try to help protect others. But you have to do your part as well to listen. And listen what they say and don't try to twist anything around and say, well, I've got a better idea. Let's do it this way. It's best you just try to do what they're telling you to do because it'll probably be a lot safer right now. Do what the doctors are saying that you see on TV and stuff. It's This is a hard thing. But everybody just hang in there. I just want to talk to you about the Spanish flu. And guys, I hope you enjoyed tonight's podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to Abe's Front Porch Talk. Check out my YouTube videos. Subscribe to my YouTube channel. And I hope you guys will have a good rest of the night. And I wanted to let you know, I do not do podcasts on Sundays. So if you just sitting around on Sundays with nothing else to do and you're trying to find a good podcast, listen to my other episodes. And check out my YouTube channel and listen to some of the stuff I got to say there as well. But basically, I will see you guys back on Monday, which this is Friday. So I will actually be here on Saturday. But I just want to throw that in to let you know I don't do podcasts on Sundays. And the only time I probably will ever do a podcast on a Sunday will be in extreme emergencies. And it will have to, I will have to go by how I feel about it. So you guys take care of yourselves and stay strong. Thank you for listening to Abe's Front Porch Talk.